Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagelin, Mike Bassick, and Mike's favorite... Joey the Jet Erickson, a.k.a. Slim Scotty. I feel a lot, not a lot, I feel a little naked today without Corey or or Derek here. Okay. It's just me and you. Do you think we should just bring somebody in to help with the show? Yeah. Okay, Carter, we got a mic open, come on now. I'm on the Twitch right now. I'm going to say hello to the Twitchers. If you'd like to come up to the station and do four (laughs) hours of radio. I don't. You probably missed the yes. first two segments, but uh-huh. probably right around baseball nuggets you could get here if you think you're good enough uh, to do this. Just a little tryout? Yeah, you try out. Get a three-hour tryout with mm-hmm. Kevin and, and me, or Kevin and I, however <laughs> you'd like to say it. It knowing, looks the, like, oh. knowing the difference will not be prerequisite to yeah. get you in the door. I don't oh, know if wait. our bosses would love that. Man. We have a lot of people right now who are coming in. It looks like we're going to have to have a rotating segment. Uh-huh. Like, you get one segment, you get the next segment. TJ's going to be busy down there. Yeah, do we need to send word down to TJ? I would, but traffic stinks. That's from Swaggy Booties. Um, one guy says, only if you go political. Like, I only want to talk political. You know what? Since, since somebody said that, I'm not going to go political, but I want to get everyone's gauge on this. 877-881-1053 from the 972. Kevin, what is a neutral national news station? Thank you. That's a great question because, man, oh, man, some of the sites that have been neutral forever, even like the Associated Press, have moved one way and one way or another – One way or another, to be fair. And so I'm really curious what everybody else thinks about that because I've had conversations with Reggie that he was like, oh, yeah, this place is neutral. I'm like, that's crazy. And so I'm curious where everybody thinks because I hate for my answer to be, I don't know. I, I don't know if that place exists I don't know anymore. I I feel like I don't know this, but I feel like local news, whether everyone I'm watching four, five, eight or 11, I know supposedly I'm supposed to just say one, but uh, they all seem to be normal to me. Yeah, I don't feel like when they're covering the weather in Dallas, Fort Worth, (laughs) that they're really Republican weather or Democrat (laughs) weather Mm -hmm. or when somebody gets murdered or something. They're not like it's a Democrat murder or a Republican murder. I just feel like they're reporting the news. And I did see a guy do a stand up uh, comedy on this and I thought it was great. He said, listen, you know, when you watch the morning news, they're telling you all of these good things. Like, hey, waking up in the morning, and what's a great breakfast to have? And and where's a good place to eat? And they have all these really positive stories, I feel like, in the morning on the news. And then you get to at nighttime, whether it's like the 9 o'clock or 10 o'clock news, and like, all right, man, like, this dude's loose, and he maybe escaped from prison. And like, 
why don't you give me all the bad things this morning Ooh. to get ready for? Like, hey, there's a murderer on the loose in wherever. I won't name a city, but like, and there's this happening that's really bad. And they, they don't do that until like you're ready to go to bed and then you're frightened going to bed. I think we've got the answer. So several people have texted in. Let's just say several people have texted in answers that I very much disagree with. However, I do know one neutral news station on the radio. It's 1080 KRLD. And like, I'm not BSing about that. I know that like, I know that they're one of our sister stations, but they legitimately like report the news. And here's the news. Do with it what you will. Or here's an update. They have all kinds of like great criminal justice updates and everything like that. So, yes, I think 1080 is your good neutral way to go. In terms of TV news, I don't know. Like, watch both sides. Decide for yourself. Because if you're just looking for a straight neutral source, I don't know if that is out there in the world. All right. Now, unfortunately, I'm not going to bring you a neutral breakdown of last night's game because for the Dallas Mavericks, it felt like a disaster across the board. We can talk about the game. I'm sure we will talk about the game. But let's just cut right to cut number one, where this is Luca describing how his body feels. It's not good. Uh, I mean, it's been going for one week, maybe more. Uh, I just can't really push all that like. Just getting my breathing, you know, running, uh, I can feel it. Uh, but mostly, uh, probably on the jump shots, you know, because we need both legs. So pushing off, it's been really hard for me. I always try to play. Uh, I think first quarter wasn't that bad, uh, but then it kept going. So it got really worse, especially in the third. I just try something, you know, just to stay together. I don't know, but uh, it didn't really help. Now, we made allusions to this yesterday. Because Derek, remember we had Derek Holland on, and one of the great things about his seats is he picks up stuff that maybe don't get picked up on the broadcasts, and he kept talking about, like he made reference to his leg, his leg, maybe his knee, we weren't entirely sure, but his leg. And so I have to admit, Mike, when Luca let, or didn't come back after the third quarter because they said injury, I thought... This is a we're losing badly injury, and he just was like, it's a back-to-back. I'm going to take the rest of the night off. So I was still optimistic that it wasn't an injury that would cost you time. I don't know if you felt that way at all, but that was kind of my takeaway on it. And then when he said that, I thought, oh, crap. In addition to the loss, which dropped you several spots. It's, It's bad. I don't know if bad's the right word, but to speculate on an injury that we have no clue what it is, right? We know that it's a leg injury. Quad thigh, yeah. yeah, We don't know if it's a bad bone bruise. We don't know if there's a a minor tear. We, I have no clue, but it sounds like, and it looked like the way he played the last two nights, especially as the game went on, maybe it wasn't so much fatigue in that fourth quarter that the Mavs beat the Jazz where he scored zero points. Yeah. It might have been that he was really dra- – and you could see he was dragging the leg. Like Maybe he's like, I can't really do anything special. Maybe I don't know this. Uh, against Phoenix, he he makes that shot to tie the game 99 out of 100 times. We've seen him. Like, yeah. Uh, in a he, way – He said his friend texted him. was like, come on, dude. Yeah. And, and, and maybe right now he does need a minimum of two weeks off of that leg, which stinks because he just had the all-star break. I don't know. And he doesn't – he's not specific on when he heard it, how he heard it. Was it practice? Was it in the Phoenix game? Was it before the Phoenix game? And so I look at this and go, yeah, they're in big trouble. Where you look at the standings, yes, I know they're jumbled up. They were in fifth place. Now they're in eighth place after last night. 
uh, and they could probably fall to, they, you know, if they lose the next game, you know, right now there's a little bit of breathing room between eight and nine, not a lot, but a little. But it just looks like with this injury, Luca's probably going to miss. There's only, what, 16 games left? I believe that is correct. He's probably going to miss five, I'm going to guess, if not more. I believe actually 15, excuse me. 15. So I believe he's going to miss five games. And hopefully not more than five. Hopefully less. Hopefully he just misses a game or two. But if he misses five games, and I know, hey, the the I hate Luca Kyrie fans, we're 2-0 and when, when Luca doesn't play. Like, good luck. Good luck with with doing all that for an extended period of time. Just like Luca, good luck with doing it with an extended period, extended period of time without Kyrie. If Kyrie were to get hurt and Luca were to be healthy, is I just look at it and go, I think this pushed them into the play-in series. I don't know if it's going to be seven, eight, nine, ten, but I think now this injury, I think you're looking at it going, how in the world are we supposed to have more wins than the top six teams at the end of this? And I feel like we talk about this. We've talked about it ad nauseum for the last two, three weeks is every game can fluctuate so much is I definitely hear what you're saying without Luca, but you win your next game. You could pop theoretically pop right back up to five, just like this loss dropped you from five to eight. It's just you don't have one more game. You have 15 more. And if you're right, if Luke is going to miss five, whatever the significant amount of time is, you you look at the standings and you see, okay, if you're one game better, one game, you're in fifth. But then if you look at it, if you're two and a half games worse, you could be in 13th place. That's, a, that's the reality of yeah. how tight spots five through, honestly, 13 are separated by three games. And... It sucks that Luka got hurt, but it also sucks that you lost that game because that was a very win in before in, the game started. Exactly. As the game went along, it seemed like a very not winnable game. And I know Tim Hardaway Jr.'s like end stat line, we talked about how hot he was, looked pretty solid. That was a lot of pickup in the fourth quarter where the Mavericks, I have to admit, made the feverish rush down to, I think, five. I don't know if that's yeah. the closest they got, but I think it was five. And I thought, okay. Maybe we pull this out, and in my mind, Luca was still the we're losing injury, not the I'm injured injury. Right. But instead, they don't complete the comeback. You find out Luca said maybe a week, but the way he said it makes you feel like maybe longer. It it, yeah. it was a S sandwich last night. Can I I'm gonna add a little bit of positivity to this kind of questioning something with okay. it? Is with Luca most likely being out for a few games, hopefully just a few and yeah. not the rest of the yeah. season is do you think that the coaching staff will take the risk in playing a kid that can get you 30 points in 30 minutes, or will they go with Frankie Smokes, who's going to get you zero points in 30 minutes? But this is why I'm not a big fan of – I'm going to put his name on blast a little bit here. I think Jason Kidd won, but I'm going to go with Sean Sweeney number two. I think that they are so – I don't want any mistakes that they don't even care if you create anything good. They're like, I don't care if you do anything good. Example, Christian Wood. I don't care if you score 20 points on on eight shots. Yeah, That was worthless to me because yeah. you made so many mistakes that I can't live with you. And Frankie, uh, the human cigar, smokes yes. Neil Aquina. He doesn't do anything positive in a game. Horrible in a basketball game. If you're asking him to do anything positive, he will do zero things positive in a game. 
But he's probably not going to make any mistakes. He's not going to turn over the ball because he's never going to try any pass that could get somebody open. He's just going to pretty much, hey, you take the ball here. So, look, I didn't make a mistake, coach. Didn't turn it over. It's like, yeah, well, you created absolutely nothing. Hey, I drove the ball to the basket, but I didn't want to shoot it because it might have got blocked. So now I'm just going to pull it back out and hand the ball to somebody who's not open. Hey, defensively, I'm in the right position. I can't stop anybody, really, because of my size limits me at times. And it's like, it seems like Jason Kidd and Sean Sweeney love the guy who does nothing positive in a game, but also doesn't do anything negative. negative. Where you're, like, you're gonna have to live. Jaden Hardy's gonna throw the ball in the third row. And you're gonna be like, what the hell was that? He's gonna take one of the stupidest shots you've ever seen in your life. And you go, you hey, dumbass, 20-year-old, pull your head out of your rear end. He's talking about you, Joe. Right? And it's like, okay. But you know what that 20-year-old can do? He's On 13 so shots, he might score 30 points. He might get so hot that he helps you beat the Utah Jazz. And I'll live with that. And I I hate coaches. I'm going to put this out. I hate Jason Kidd for this. Jason Kidd made so many mistakes. Still won Rookie of the Year. But I remember watching his early career at the Mavs. And it was great. He made the All-Star team his second year. And he was but do you know how many mistakes you had to live with because yeah. he played at such a fast pace and would throw the ball off the backboard to the other team? And you're just like, what the hell was that? And the next play, he'd make a fantastic play. You're like, I don't know if I've seen a play that good in a long time. And it's like Jason Kidd, who made so many mistakes as a young player, refuses to give kids that are way more talented than Frankie Smokes a chance. I think you will because I think that Hardy – is a much better secondary ball handler than Nilakina. Like, again, ideally, Hardy would always be an off guard. I'm, right. I'm not saying his future is the point guard on this team with Luka or without, but I think that Hardy can distribute the ball significantly better than Nilakina or pick up the pace of the offense. And quite frankly, Mike, I don't know if you're going to get that in the next game. My prediction would be Frankie Smoke. You need a game or two. For the full, like, I wouldn't predict it against, do you play the Grizzlies back-to-back? I know the next game is the Grizzlies. Oh, uh, Yeah, you do play the Grizzlies back-to-back. I think at least one of those games, you're going to see it the way it was until they realize, well, this might not work the way we hoped it would. Yeah. And then maybe that jump starts hardy, and you obviously hope that Green can get going again. And you at least see some youth movement yeah. to, like... I- Build on going forward, because here's my concern, Mike, and I don't know if you think about this at all. This is a bigger picture thing, is even if they bounce to the tournament, let's say they bounce to the tournament and they get eliminated from the play and they don't even make the real playoffs. If you watch these last 15 games and Hardy and Green are like rolling together, I think at least you're like, okay. It gives you a little bit of the Josh Howard, Marquis Daniels. In the crap-ass year of the Jameis, or sorry, of the Antoines, Jameson did win six man of the year, uh, Booby Walker didn't do that good <laughs> for us. But when you looked at that year and you lost Steve Nash, you saw two young kids in Josh Howard and Marquise Daniel start impacting your team. And you're yeah. like, okay, this really stinks. And it was like, oh, no. But you saw two kids really help you late after knowing what had just happened to a season where you went to the conference finals to now you get eliminated in the first round and you lose Steve Nash. Is Jason Kidd to me – there's, I'm gonna say you're gonna lose that game. You're down by whatever it was, 16 at yeah. halftime or whatever. Like you're probably gonna lose that game, and 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 I'm not gonna blame him for that loss. But once again, when you watch that game, you're like, you know what? Jason Kidd is reminding me so much of Steve Nash in Brooklyn, 
He's reminding me of Magic Johnson trying to coach the Lakers for a short amount of time and Isaiah Thomas coaching multiple organizations. He is one of the greatest point guards I've ever seen play, and I'm going to give him credit for last year, which will probably keep him the coach next year. And I think that's fair. I think Jason Kidd is now falling into, I'm one of the greatest floor generals in NBA history, just like Nash, just like Isaiah, just like Magic Johnson, but he can't do it from the sideline. He just can't. And for some reason, the greatest players in their sports – really struggle with coaching from the sideline. You'd think they'd be great at it because they coach from the point of view of I have the ball, I control tempo, I control flow, I control who gets the ball. But they're some of the worst coaches in NBA history. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, I'm excited to see how this plays out. Oh, yeah, if you're looking for an update, there's a lot of sadness on the fan text, not just about the Are they the coming Mavs. in to help us out? No, they, I mean, I'm sure they would, but also there's a lot of sadness about finding unbiased news on the national TV level. We established 1080 as your go-to locally, but on the national TV level, I see a lot of sadness out there, and that bums me out as well. Coming up next, though, it can be players or coaches. Which three Cowboys have the hottest of seats for 2023? We'll do it next right here on The Fan. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medela. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. Now, I bring this up for a very specific reason, and I'm kind of focused in on one very specific player. But my question is, it can be coaches, it can be players. Which three Cowboys do you think go into 2023 with the hottest seat? And just to tip my hand, and hottest seat in terms of they might lose their job, not hottest seat in terms of you were sitting back and watching and being like, you are working those silver pants. All right, I wanted to I wanted to clarify. So if you have thoughts about that as well, I do not want to censor you. Feel free to send them in. Is the Cowboys and Tyron Smith are working on restructuring their contract? And yes. <laughs> that is such a I can't wait. fake fist pump right there. This is the year he's healthy. 
I can I feel it that okay. he's going to play all 17 games where he's never going to be on the injury report, and we're going to get the Tyron Smith of 2016. You know what? To be fair. Which was the last year that Tyron Smith, I believe, was a healthy football player. And I think I saw, I can't remember if it was on Pro Football Talk, they were like, Tyron Smith went in, ran into some injury concerns last year. I thought, no, you have really undersold the breadth of how long this has been going on. So, I told you what I thought they might do. I thought they might just move on from him outright because if you do it post-June 1st, that would save you $13 million. And this is the last year officially, officially on the contract, even though next year he still has a $4 million salary cap hit even when he's out of contract. But when you hear this, here's what I wonder is they talk pay cut, but I wonder if they talk pay cut and also say, will kick you some more guaranteed money for 2024 because that feels like it is the MO of the Cowboys. That's what they did for Demarcus Lawrence. That is what I believe they will do for Dak Prescott. That is what they did for Ezekiel Elliott. Like you see it time and time again is Tyron Smith's at the top of my list because if they're restructuring, that means they're planning on keeping him. And if they're planning on keeping him, they're planning on keeping him as a starter. Like, you remember when we talked with Steven and Jerry, like, we asked about the idea of him rotating or maybe coming off the bench, and they're like, I mean, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. And I get that. I'm not disputing that. But, like, so is Jason Peters, and you were okay with rotating him. The great news is, is you know who's about to go in the Hall of Fame? Zach Martin. Well, uh, Jason Witten. And he's a Hall of Fame tight end. Yeah, we should bring him back after <laughs> oh losing. I mean, that's he's playing at his. He if you're a Hall of Famer, you're always in your prime, according to the Jones family. Or when you're watching a telecast, like Jason Peters and Tyron Smith are future Hall of Famers. Yeah, you know what? They're like five years away from being in the Hall of Fame because they are old ass players who struggle at times. And I'm I'm very happy with what Peters did last year. Great job, Tyron Smith. He did come back. He did, and he played. He struggled at first. I think he did get better. I will certainly agree. And so I'm not, I guess, opposed to bringing him back, but I'm just looking at games played, and I was wrong. 2015 was the last time he played 16 games. It was 13, 13, 13, and 13. That's 2016 through 2019. So each year he missed three games. Then in 2020, he played two in 2021, he played 11 of 17, and then this year he played 4 of 17. I'm expecting him. I think 13 is out of the possibility. Yeah. I'm expecting 8 would be what you get out of him. He's going to miss 9 games. Maybe it's opposite. Maybe he plays 9 yeah. misses 8. But, hey, I think that when you're the Cowboys, hopefully they're smart enough to understand, fine, bring Tyron Smith back. He's going to miss half the season. And you're just maybe hoping that it's early in the season so he's healthy in the playoffs. I don't know which one they want. I mean, I think they saw that play out last year, and we were told what was the kind of the running joke is meat of the schedule, right? Meat of the schedule. So now we know the meat. So when we talk to Jerry, the meat is the final four games of the year. Yeah. I don't. I still don't know if that played out the way they thought. So on. He also thought Dak Prescott with seven screws and a plate in his thumb was going to miss one game. (laughs) I remember that. And, and that's tough because if you ever see Ridgeway play, remember, that's who they moved off of so they didn't have to put yeah. Dak on I, injured reserve. And we were told, yeah, but he was in the meetings and that was a cool deal. I think what's tough is when Jerry says stuff like this, there's people in the media who actually believe it. And then like Ezekiel Elliott, I remember talking to Mickey, remember? And we're like, 
No, they they told us he was hurt all last year, not 2022, but 21. Like, yeah, he was dealing with all those things. Like, no, we asked Steven and Jerry throughout the season, like, there's something wrong with Zeke, right? Like, he doesn't look the same. And they're like, no, he's perfect, man. He's perfect. Then the season ends. They lose to San Francisco at home that year. And then a couple weeks later, we're like, hey, guess what, man? Zeke was dealing with injuries, and that's why he's going to be awesome in 2022. You know, yeah. it's like, hey, you guys lied to us for eight weeks about Zeke. You know, don't let's not go back revisionist history and say that Zeke was dealing with things when you guys specifically came on 105.3 The Fan and said that Zeke is completely healthy. From the 214, isn't Tyron going to be the swing tackle at this point after a restructure? Don't have to worry about him missing as much if he's just a good paid backup. I, I'm i just telling you no, from no, my no. own Cowboys perspective. I hear your text, and I think it makes sense. And I know there are people with who disagree with some of these reports. But my concern is the Cowboys get stars in their eyes, and they're like, you want us to move off of both Tyron and Ezekiel Elliott? Are you crazy? Even though what you see in front of you is all of the savings that can be had for players who are not operating at the level you want them to be. You might well be right, and there might be other people who disagree with me. I'm just worried because I've seen how this organization works because my initial thoughts were Tyron Smith, Ezekiel Elliott, and Mike McCarthy. And you can make an argument that those two players won't even be on this team. And if that's the case, I think that's just fine. But I worry that they will be. I think Tyron's your starting left tackle next year. So... For eight games. And then Which Tyler like, moves to left guard. Tyler has to learn two positions. Tyler's going to be a starting left guard, and then for half the season, he's going to be your starting tackle. That, that feels like something the Cowboys will do, and I don't love it just because I thought Tyler Smith, especially as a rookie, especially with the late start he got for that, I thought he did a heck of a job yes. at left tackle. Plenty of room to get better. I honestly thought you started to see elements of this offensive line. When you lost Terrence Steele, you started to get hurt a little bit more, but with Terrence Steele supposedly ready to go, he's going to be cheap. He's going to be $4.2 million. I can live with Steele, uh, Martin, Biotish, McGovern, and younger Smith, and I know with McGovern, they would have to get something done there, but not every single person you need to, you don't need to have Tyron Smith, first rounder, Tyler Smith, first rounder. Like, it doesn't have to be like that because I think Connor McGovern, for way cheaper, can give you something serviceable. I guess you just worry about McGovern his first three years didn't really develop quickly, yeah, and neither did Connor true. Williams. So you get to, like, their third or fourth year, like, all right, now they're starting to develop into a starter where it seems like the Cowboys, I'm going to give them all the credit in the world. Man, whoever they take in the first round is an immediate impact. Yes, like they for have sure. For a decade, besides Taco Charlton, there's they're like 9 out of 10 in somewhat having immediate impacts from their first-round picks. Yeah, and so the other person I put on the list was Mike McCarthy Yardbarker on their list. They put... Dak Prescott, Mike McCarthy, and Neville Gallimore. Quite frankly, I do not know if Neville Gallimore makes his way to this team in 2023. And as far as Dak Prescott goes, I <laughs> I am more convinced than ever, than ever that a contract extension will get done. Let me point it out. I bet I bet Gavin Dawson good money that he's still the starting quarterback in 2026 here. 
wow. And he, so he says, no, I'm Right. That. He feels like he has one to two more years. And I'm like, no, Jerry does not want to work that hard, and neither does Steven. You know how hard it is to move off of a good quarterback to yeah. try to get a great quarterback? I mean, dude, we're keeping him until he physically can't play. So the fundamental... The, the fundamental difficulty about moving on from Dak, and again, I just want this known before people start destroying me on the fan text. I'm just delivering you what I think will happen is there's no part of me that's saying this is what needs to happen or else we're all idiots. Is Dak Prescott's salary cap hit over the next two years is $101.3 million. Then the next two years... What do the Cowboys do when they get in this emergency type of situation? They either restructure, which usually includes tacking on another year or giving guaranteed money later on down the line, or they do a contract extension. I am firmly of the belief that they will give Dak Prescott a contract extension to help lower that money. And what they're going to say is then is now all of a sudden Dak gets a, you know, whatever the hell you want to say. If you want to go with the Daniel Jones thing again or what he did last time, four for 160, fine. If you want to say it's going to be four for 180, fine. I'm not here to judge that part of it because what they're going to say is his salary cap, because people are going to be like, oh my gosh, $45 million a year? What they're going to say is, did you see? We just lowered his cap hit by $25 million. And they're all going to high five and be like, we've done it again. We're geniuses. Prepare yourself, because I firmly believe that is what's going to happen. And I see people texting in and saying, this is one of the reasons that the Cowboys run into problems time and time and time again. And then from the 817, don't you mean 2036, Bassick? No, he won't be healthy by then. <laughs> okay. But I, I do think you're What's looking... your cutoff point? If you had to guess right now... He's 30 this year? Yes, uh, seven more years. Okay. So you think 2000, let's say 29. Yeah. 2029. I put Dak's job in jeopardy with the Cowboys and I'm not, I'm not being sarcastic. I know I can be I know. like, are you being, no, I do think that he is the starting quarterback for the next seven years of the Dallas Cowboys from the nine zero three, their biggest people in on the hottest seats this year. Tyron Smith, Michael Gallup, Anthony Brown. Anthony Brown is another really interesting one. I want to see what they are going to end up doing with him and his contract from the 972, McCarthy, Dak, and Zeke. And from the 972, off with Kevin's head for sharing his opinion on Dak's awful contract. To the guillotine you go. I'm just telling you what I think is going to happen. I've been very clear about this. Personally, I think you take the hit now. I know that the Cowboys have other salary issues. I think you take the hit now and wait it out. Because in these next two years, if you don't already know what you need to know, you will. And you either, you one way or another, you take the hit now, figure out how to move on if you've decided he's not the guy. Or what I think the deal is, Mike, I think they've decided he can be the guy. And so what do you do for those people? You give them contract extensions. You lower their salary cap money. And again, everyone can high-five one another and go back to hanging out and doing non-football stuff. Okay. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Coming up next, it's time for Baseball Nuggets with Mike Bassett. Well, we'll talk Texas Rangers, but also the Castro family. I know what they do to win Cubans lose in baseball next. Oh. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. I don't know if we still have it, but if you've never heard Mike Bassick's rendition of this song, it is truly incredible. Now, I it, do like this song a lot. I just don't know the words. So I yes. just make up things. I don't know a lot of the words. Or sometimes I do know and still mess them up for fun. Okay. But you've been in the car with me for that. Yes. Yes, I have. It is something. Now it's time for some baseball nuggets with Mike Bassick. Okay. Do you want to get to Rangers first or World Baseball Classic? Rangers. Okay. Let me click on this link here then. Uh, People are asking me, especially because the Dallas Card Show starts kind of tonight. It's yes. kind of VIP tonight, and then it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday out in Allen, and uh, you and I always go to it, yes, have a blast do. doing it. We love we'll collecting cards. tomorrow marks. and Saturday, yeah. A lot of people will ask me on social media, Mike, who are you prospecting? Because that's a big deal in baseball. Yes. Because in the other sports, you can't- You get to buy, see them straight right. away. Like right now, if you wanted to buy, I'm just going to throw out Quinn Ewers or the other Manning kid who's going to- yeah. I always forget his first Arch. name. Arch. Arch, Okay. Well, that should be easier for me to remember since that's his granddad's name, right? Sometimes there are things I think it should be easier for you to remember. Like you go, what's that guy's name again? And we said it's Mike. That okay. we're like, you should probably get that. Like Jake, who's the guy who's the grounds crew guy. Yes. Who I asked what his name is and then immediately didn't listen to what he said his that name is was. one of your children's names. Yes. So, well, you know what? Congratulations to Jake Bassick and the eighth grade Bishop Dunn Woo! basketball team as... Last night we were at beautiful Bishop Lynch High School, and those guys won the Dallas Parochial League mm. Championship. So Heck that was yeah. really fun. So last year they uh, were kind of a really good team, didn't win it. This year they were they went undefeated in the regular season. Oh. Probably in this game were maybe like a little bit of an underdog if this game was in Vegas. St. Monica has a very good team, six foot seven kid who can play. Wow. Yeah. Uh, in eighth grade, and then they have another point guard who's a really good player, and they were up and winning for quite a bit of the game, but in the end, Bishop Dunn comes away with the championship. The so congratulations to those kids. Um, let's go to the Texas Rangers here. Who are we prospecting and why when it comes to cards, or who are we watching? I think this can be fun no. for a whole bunch of different reasons. <laughs> I won't really get into cards and what their cards are or anything, but here is the article uh, I'm on MLB trade rumors. I always okay. find this. I always try to tell people early on in the season, if you want to kind of get around the league news, yeah. what MLB trade rumors does is they take a lot of the articles around the nation and they throw it onto one website. So, like, I don't have a... It's kind of like pro football talk. I feel like yeah, pro football go. talk kind of does that. I'm never going to pay a dime to Dallas Morning News. I'm not a fan of them. I'm not saying I'm not a fan of the people who work there, but I'm never giving a dime to them for multiple reasons. But you can find a lot of the Dallas Morning News articles on MLB trade rumors. They're going to take Evan Grant's article and they're going to reduce it down where they don't get into trouble for it. Yeah. But they're going to reduce it down to one or two paragraphs to give you what Evan Grant wrote in the Dallas Morning News. So here's the big hype prospects to be watching right now in spring training and as this season goes. And there is a Texas Ranger on this list. It's it's got to be Evan Carter, right? It is not. 
because these are guys that they think are going to affect the major league <gasps> team really can t- soon. Can I take one more guess? Go. Cole Reagan. It is Cole Reagan's. So I will jump down to the Texas Rangers, Cole Reagan's, and this is what they say about the 25-year-old. Reagan's, we've been trying to tell you. Yes. We, I watched him. I was in a, it was a wow moment for me when I saw him throw one inning against the Dodgers when we were there last week, and now other people are picking up on this wow situation. I do think Cole Reagan's right now I think has a 50% chance of being in your opening day, on your opening day team. And due being to one injuries? Of your five, yes, due to okay. injuries, I think he's going to be one of your five starters to start okay. the year. And then hopefully the guys that you've paid a lot of money and traded for and all those things, that they are in your rotation and Cole Reagans drops back down to AAA. Yeah. Um, because too bad he makes $15 million. You can't beat out a $15 million yeah. pitcher. It's impossible yeah. to do. Uh, Reagans averaged 92.1 miles an hour with his heater last season. So it raised a few eyebrows when he hit 99 miles that an hour impressive. the other day. With a number of Ranger starters banged up, there's a decent chance Reagans will nab a start or two early in the season. I'm withholding enthusiasm until he maintains velocity in longer outings because he's gone one inning and three innings. His last outing was three innings, uh, and he struck out four guys in that. I believe he gave one run in three innings, but he has a 1.5 ERA last I looked. What When you're pitching... Mm-hmm. When, when is it that you – I know you can dial up velocity for, like, maybe one pitch, but, like, when is it that you felt like consistently maybe your velocity would drop, or do you have to, like, stagger yourself so you can hit the same velocity all game? It's a great question. I could never – there's there's so many answers to this because yeah. everybody's kind of different. Everybody's similar in this. But I would have buddies that I would pitch with that would say, I can throw 97. I'm just – pitching at 94 and i'm like ah, i'm throwing trying to th- i was trying to throw the ball 97 every time and it said yeah. 84 to 88 on the radar <laughs> gun. uh and right. i'd be like i don't think you can man i think you're i think you feel like you can but you can't know when you're gonna throw 97 or when you're gonna throw like 93 yeah and he's like all right my first guy i get two strikes tonight i'm gonna i'm gonna hit 97 and so this is Pat Strange, who is my buddy. I, I don't think he made the major leagues high draft pick for the Mets, but other guys could do this. Is he got to two strikes and the next pitch he threw 97. He looked right at me and he's like, I told you I can throw 97. Now he can't really command it as yeah. well as he wants to. Yeah. And that's why he couldn't. Now, I wonder this to your question. Nowadays, everybody's saying just throw as hard as you can every pitch. Time. We're not going to hold anything back. Just if you can throw 100, throw it 100. But for Cole Reagans, here's where I'm impressed with. When I saw him throw, he was throwing 95 to 97 in the one inning. And it was a short outing because it's three up, three down. Just looked beautiful doing it. Is that day, it was raining. The mound was wet. Uh, it was not fair to the pitchers like to really judge them because of how wet the field was. And it was probably 48 degrees outside, maybe 50, right? Wow. When we were there, it was the yeah. day uh, yeah. that you guys went to Sonic. Yes. Mm, good. Good. Okay. And... I was like, oh my God, he's throwing. And there's no there's what, maybe a thousand people in the stands, maybe less because yeah, of the weather. Because yeah. it was such bad weather. That was really bad. And so I'm like, dude, he's throwing ninety-five to ninety-seven right now. But I understand this article saying, Hey, I need to see his next outing will be four, then his next outing will be five. I need to see kind of in five innings, 65, 70 pitches. When we get to pitch fifty, is he still throwing mid to high nineties? Cause if he is, this is real, right? Yeah. Their thing too is you don't really get as big of an adrenaline rush in spring training as you do in a regular season game. Now that wears off. You talked about tiredness. I can answer this real quick is there's going to be two times during the year. If you're healthy, that you're going to feel dead arm. 
Now, sometimes your velocity won't drop during a dead arm period. The best way I can explain it is if you've ever uh, got uh, punched in your arm or punched in your leg and you know that soreness yeah. that you feel like kind of that. It doesn't hurt, but it feels dead. It just feels weak. Your arm will feel like that probably two times during the year. I would say one time is going to be late April to mid-May. Somewhere in that time, most pitchers will go through a little bit of a dead arm phase, and then okay. you'll pop out of it, and you'll feel better. There could be like two or three starts where you're just, I just don't feel good, but I'm not hurt at all. I know I'm not hurt, especially after you've gone through it a few times during a season. And then usually sometime, I would say, in late July, early to mid-August is another good time frame of when okay. you're going to feel like, for some reason, you just your arm feels really heavy. Yeah. Another way to explain instead of dead arm is like, my arm feels like it weighs 10 pounds more than it should. Right. And it just feels tough. And you're like, I'm not throwing hard. And sometimes the radar gun will not tell you. It'll say... Dude, you throw 94, you're still throwing 94. You're like, man, it doesn't feel like 94. It feels like 88. So if know? we're doing the math again, 94 is not 94. It is okay. on the radar oh. gun. But in your head, you're yeah. like, it just doesn't feel like my arm feels so slow or so yeah. heavy that it just doesn't feel like I'm throwing the ball with yeah. the speed uh, that I want. And you usually you fight through it as long as there's no pain in this situation. And then all of a sudden, you don't know why, but your arm kind of bounces back from yeah. it type of deal. And so, yeah, I'm excited about Cole Reagans and and what he could do. I do think he is going to be starting the fifth game for the Texas Rangers, if not the fifth game, because I don't think you want to push DeGrom. I don't think you want to push Gray. I don't want to think – because you have a game and then an off day. And then oh, so sometimes right. you can have a four-man rotation to start, to start the year off. Yeah. I do not think with the injury history of the Texas Rangers, you yeah. want to do a four-man rotation to start off this year. So I do think they're going to pitch five and give DeGrom – and possibly Gray and possibly Evaldi an extra day. But I'm going to be honest. One of those guys will probably, I'm not telling you which one because I don't know. Yeah. I bet one of them will not be on your opening day roster okay. because of injury. Okay. Gotcha. And also, Odorizzi looks like he's not going to be ready for opening day. By the way, in case you missed it the other day, Odorizzi has uh, his name tattooed on his back in Old English font. Okay. That's just a thing. I just thought maybe people would want to know. Real quick, going through this list, I might not get to Cuba. I can get to it later, and Mike likes it. There's okay. plenty of show left, and, you know, whenever you guys want to come up here and join us and be part of the program. <laughs> still don't know if we should be doing that. Jordan Walker, I've mentioned him before. He is the 20-year-old 20 year outfielder for the Cardinals. Yeah. He is having a very good spring training, and He's he looks like... His cars are going bananas. Right. So that no, you're late on that if you're trying to do a card thing on him. But Jordan Walker is definitely a guy, if you're late in a draft and you're like, you know what? I want to take a kid who might surprise people and be the rookie of the year. Jordan Walker for the Cardinals is a guy that you might want to look at. Brett Beatty, uh, he is a third baseman for the New York Mets. He is a guy that they think can have a pretty immediate impact in the major leagues this year for the Mets. We talked about this. I don't think it'll be to start the year. But Jack Leiter's high school teammate, Anthony Volpe, 21-year-old shortstop for the New York Yankees, they think that he has a good chance at some point, probably more June-ish, to come up to the major leagues and have an impact yeah. on the New York Yankees. Uh, Oscar, I'm going to say Colas is how I'm going to pronounce it. He's an outfielder for the White Sox. Okay. Uh, and then I am not familiar with him. Drew Jameson, who is a 25-year-old starting pitcher for the Arizona Diamondbacks. So I just wanted to give you, when people ask me uh, in spring training here, I just gave you, obviously, Cole Reagans is on this list. They are saying now Cole Reagans looks like because of injury and because of how impressive he is, it might not be Dane Dunning and it might not be Glenn Otto. He's probably right now jumped ahead of those guys 
to be your sixth starter, which might end up being your fourth or fifth starter to start the year because of injuries. Excellent and insightful baseball nuggets. So much for Mitch Moreland, so much for me possibly becoming an umpire, and so much for Cuba. Well, we'll get to talk with Jared as well, and Mike likes it. I'm just excited that we got classical music again. It makes the baseball nuggets feel... Feel so classy. We're the KNC masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, it's time for my buddies an idiot. Does your friend have a terrible sports or pop culture opinion, or are they the Buffalo Sabres? Let us know at 877-881-1053. We'll do it next on The Fan. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 